Yate. My name is Janita Benali. And I'm Laurel Morales, and this is Changing Woman. So what's this series all about? So glad you asked. I've been reporting on the Navajo Nation for about 10 years now. And in that time, I've noticed this contradiction. As you know, the Navajo are a matrilineal society, meaning women own the land and pass it down to their daughters. And the stories that are told in ceremony, the stories that define the culture, revere women. But today, domestic violence rates are really high. There are few female council delegates. Right now, there's only one. And the Navajos have yet to elect a woman president. Not yet. But that doesn't mean that we aren't hopeful. And we'll meet a couple of women who may run for president someday. Anyway, I wanted to do a series about the modern Navajo woman. And I couldn't do that without talking about the coming-of-age ceremony. Our Kinalda, which is so important to our people. And that's where you and your daughter come in. Hi, I'm Dahi. So as I started reporting these stories, I realized they actually sound more like lessons to a young Navajo woman coming of age. We'll learn about things like strength, courage, endurance, culture, and about being true to yourself. But first, let's talk about this coming of age ceremony. I never had a Kinalta. And it's the one thing that I really regret. I wasn't ever able to have that sacred connection. When I was ready to have a Kinalta, my grandmother died. It, it was one of the most difficult times ever for me personally. And so we put her into the ground and we couldn't put the Kinalda cake into the ground. And so I've become really obsessed with all the girls that I know because I want to make sure that they are able to have a Kinalda and that they understand their important role as a woman. Trust me, believe me, my kids are going to have Kinaldas. <laughs> okay, so Janita, I know the Kinalda happens after a girl's first period, but what all does it entail? There will be four days that the women and men can come in as well, and I think it really depends on which practitioners because some some practitioners say it's only for women to to come in and help grind corn. But then I've also heard from other practitioners that men can come in, help grind corn, and also help to impart wisdom. There's running involved, and all of the family and the community come behind and support and run with the one who is Kinalda. Each day she will challenge herself to run a little further than her previous run. So to the end of the fence the first day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Is there anything else involved? There is prayers. There's grinding of the corn. Janita breaks dried corn over a large, heavy stone that's been carved and smoothed by her ancestors. Then she uses a smaller stone to crush the corn until it becomes a fine dust. Being able to to be the guardian of my grandmother's grinding stone, which was her grandmother's grinding stone, which was her grandmother's grinding stone, going back for so many generations is one of the most spiritual connections that I think I've ever felt to my ancestors. It's incredible to just realize that connection, that it's not only my prayers that I have, but I feel like I'm answering, 
you know, my, my grandmother's prayers, my great-great-great-grandmother's prayers as well by continuing to use their grinding stone and continuing to use their seeds to harvest for, for food and for ceremony. Danita continues to grind corn while her brother Clayson sings the songs of the holy people. They're preparing for Dahi's Kanalda. I hope that when my daughters have their Kanalda, that they really gain a sense of pride in being a woman, that there's nothing shameful in being a woman, that your menstruation cycle is not something that's dirty, it's not something that, that you need to hide from people, that in fact that's a very powerful time. It's so powerful that, that you can't go to a ceremony. And so I want them to, to be aware of their power, and I feel like it's taken me a long time to really fully be aware of my power as a woman. The first song that I sang, there's a set, you know, it's talking about the corn seed descending, Naya, and the next song, Haya is that it's rising. So it's talking about the corn, because that's our life. That's how we sustain and has sustained our people from time immemorial for generation upon generation. That's Clayson Benali. He learned these songs from his father, a medicine man. He says the young woman's ceremony is stronger today than the sweat lodge ceremony for young men. The young women that go through the ceremony and are brought into the community when they're recognized and acknowledged and empowered, you know, you, you have higher graduation rates at high school than going into universities and college, you know, and oftentimes it's our male youth population that, that struggles because that process of being introduced into society once you become a young man, a lot of those practices are gone. Those practices have been wiped out by many efforts to conquer, to assimilate, and to kill Navajos and their culture. Starting in the 16th century, it was the Spanish conquistadors. Then came the Mexicans, and finally, the United States. In the 1800s, the U.S. Army forced 10,000 Navajo to walk 400 miles to an internment camp. Today, it's known as the Long Walk. Thousands died, but many survived and returned home, culture intact. Janita, what happened with the boarding schools? A lot of the practices have been lost due to assimilation, due to shame. When children were taken to boarding schools off the reservation, a lot of them came of age during that time, but they didn't have the ceremony, they didn't have the prayers to empower that transformation. And so many of that generation was really fearful of continuing our culture, of teaching our cultural ways to the younger generation. So then a lot of our language was lost. So then a lot of the ceremonies were lost. And there's this big generation gap of people who didn't learn. Because of my family's connection to the church, they didn't have a kinada for myself or my sisters. 
In Tuba City, Christianity took hold of Adrian Lerma's family. But Lerma's mother and grandmother did teach her what it means to be a Navajo woman, how to be graceful and kind, accepting and loving, how to take care of her body. But it wasn't like this big family gathering. When it comes to, like, Navajo tradition, culture, ceremony, it's a family thing. Your whole family needs to be involved. And so we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You, you seem a little sad about that. I am. You know, I am sad about that. It's. I think people don't... When people make decisions for their children, I think sometimes they don't realize how they're putting them at a disadvantage and how it'll affect them later. I've turned it into something positive. You know what I mean? I've, I've let that become something that's going to motivate me to, to provide those things for my own daughters. Today, you know, it's actually pretty amazing that the ceremony is as strong as it is because of what boarding school did. Jennifer Danette Dale is a historian and an American Indian Studies professor at the University of New Mexico. She was at boarding school when she had her first period. As a child or a young woman, you were told or not told about what happens to your body, what changes happen, and I was never told you know, this is going to happen to your body. And so when it happened, I had no idea what was going on. And I was very ashamed because I, I had no idea, you know, what this was. And so I didn't tell my mom. I mean, how do you even talk about something when the boarding school education has caused gaps and shame about your body? It's incredible. I just, I just, these young women that are expected to do this, sometimes they're as young as nine years old now yeah, yeah. when they when they get their period. Um, and then all of a sudden they're supposed to turn into superwoman, you know, and four days of incredible endurance. On the last day of the Canalda, she works all day mixing the cake out of cornmeal and putting it in the fire pit. Then she stays up all night to listen to the medicine man's songs. And then in the morning after they're done, she can't go to sleep until the sun goes down. Oh my God. And you're expecting this of nine-year-olds, of 12-year-olds? How old are you, Dahi? I just turned 12. You did? Wow. Have you ever stayed up all night before? Yes. You have. For fun or for a ceremony or? For fun. <laughs> you know, one, one thing that you have been doing to prepare as well is collecting tutadine. How do you collect corn pollen? You have a bowl and you gently tap the tassels that are open and the tutadine falls into the bowl. And is there a particular mindset, is there a particular way of thinking that you have when you're in the cornfield collecting tutadine? When you're in the cornfield, you have to be respectful and not have bad thoughts. And in addition to collecting and praying with corn pollen, a key part of the ceremony is the retelling of the story of Changing Woman. That's the Navajo origin story. This is Dahi's cousin, 10-year-old Bahia Banali. This is the story of a Zanaglehi, or Changing Woman. One morning as the sun came up, First man and first woman heard a baby cry. First man followed the sound to the top of a mountain. That is where they found a baby girl wrapped in the cloud born into darkness for dawn. 
first man and first woman were so delighted with the baby that they kept her and raised her. When she became a woman, the holy people held a kennel duff for her. As she matured, changing women bathed in a spring as the sun shone down on her. She frequently visited the son who appeared to her as a lover. One day, she gave birth to twin sons, Monster Slayer and Born for Water. As a mother, she became known as White Shell Woman. The twins cleared the earth of the monsters. With her sons gone, Changing Woman became lonely and created companions for herself from her own flesh. They became our Navajo ancestors. We have done the ceremonies for our daughters. We have done the ceremonies for our granddaughters. Again, historian Jennifer Danette Dale. And it's a real time of bringing a community together. It's a real time of this is what the men do. This is what the women do, you know. And so there's a, a network of support and encouragement and celebration for the young woman from her community of relatives and I think that's one of the most wonderful things that happens and when the medicine man comes or medicine woman comes and sings the songs of blessing way of all the songs that the holy people sang when they came to the first Kinalta it's um it's inspiring and it's revitalization and I never fail to completely feel so much gratitude for and a remembrance for our holy people In the next episodes, we'll meet several women. Each provide a lesson for young Diné women coming of age. The first lesson is about perseverance. This is Changing Woman. I'm Laurel Morales. And I'm Janita Benali. And I'm Dahatia Benali.